Good morning, Ascent. It is so good to have you with us this morning online. If you are new, man, a special welcome to you. I know that you haven't seen our place yet. I'm Bill Stevens, one of the pastors here. I'm so glad that you have chosen to join us online. We can't wait for you to get to know our church family when we finally get a chance to get back together. But we're so happy that you've joined us today. You guys, it's December, December of 2020. We finally made it to at least the Christmas season. I know that it's been a long time since you since last year when we were 3,000 people gathered in our in our auditorium to celebrate Christmas Eve together. I know that that has that, that a lot has happened since then. It feels like that was forever ago, but it's Christmas season. So I got to admit, you guys, I cheated. We we put up our Christmas decorations weeks ago, and we're gonna we're gonna continue to we're gonna keep them on for weeks after. We're gonna go till the HOA tells me to get my get my uh, lights down because we're going to celebrate the Christmas season as long as we possibly can. You guys, we're going to start a new series today. The series is called Unexpected Gifts. It's over these next four weeks and uh, right up until Christmas Eve, we are going to look at, at the narrative of God coming into this world, coming into this world as a baby there in Bethlehem and the people that were around it and the unexpected gifts that we received 2,000 years later from those people and their experiences, from the shepherds, from the angels, and today from Mary, the mother of Jesus, we get unexpected gifts from her and her experience and her response to giving birth to the Son of God. We're gonna, we're gonna see, get to see where we're blessed from that. And so, so we're gonna spend some time in these, unexpe- in these unexpected gifts and, and we're gonna spend some time in worship. We're gonna hear a little bit of vision. But before we do today, I wanna read to you a passage of scripture from Hebrews. This, is, this passage is a little complicated. It's kind of random. You might have read Hebrews before and you maybe you didn't, you, you, you just read right through this. I want to read this to you, but I need you to concentrate. I need you to hear it, okay? Now, so if you're out getting a cup of coffee and you're listening at a distance and you're thinking, well, I'm going to settle in at some point, get ready. Settle in right now because we're getting started right now. Get it? Bring it in. Sit down. Put a blanket over you right now and listen to these words. Listen to the writer of Hebrews say, He says, unlike your ancestors, you didn't come to Mount Sinai, all the volcanic blaze and earth shattering rumble to hear God speak. See, he's saying this. He's saying, see, back then when God was present, that's what it felt like. It was a volcanic blaze and earth shattering, earth shaking rumble. The ear splitting words and soul shaking message terrified them. And they begged him to stop. They begged God to stop because it was so terrifying seeing and experiencing the presence of God. When they heard the words, if an animal touches the mountains as good as dead, they were afraid to move. Even Moses was terrified. See, the writer of Hebrews is saying that when when God came near in the Old Testament, the power of God shook the mountains made the rocks tremble. The voice of God was was something that scared and terrified people. They say even Moses was terrified. It was that that was the power of God that was at work. 
We watch in the, the old movies like, like uh, the Ten Commandments and you see Moses standing there with a burning bush and, and you're looking at it and you're like, yeah, that's, that doesn't look very terrifying. I don't think that's what was really happening. According to the writer of Hebrews, when Moses stood before that burning bush, bush Moses was terrified of the power and the presence of God. It was that powerful. But look at what the writer of Hebrews says. He says, now that's not your experience. You've come to Mount Zion, the city where the living God resides. You've come to Jesus who presents us with a new covenant, a fresh charter from God. He's the mediator of this covenant. It's a proclamation of grace. You guys, God has come near and the power that shook the mountains is now in the power of a proclamation of grace for you and me. God has come near and the thing that terrified Moses is now coming with the deep, deep sense of love and grace, a proclamation of that love and grace for you and me. God is coming to us and God stands near to us and that's the power that God, is, it, it, that God has that's right there with us. It once terrified Moses, but now, it brings us peace. It said that he, the writer of Hebrews, finishes and he says, Do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do you know how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship, deep, deep, deeply reverent before God. See, I told you I was going to get started right away this morning before we even start to sing and before we get any of the vision and the rest of this sermon. I'm right off the bat just going, look, he's saying to us, we should be thankful and brimming with worship because our God, the power of God has drawn near to us. And, and if that God is for us, then who can be against us? You guys, that's what I wanna talk about. He has the power to shake your soul this morning. I've heard some people say, they say, man, I just can't do the online thing and it's just not like it is in person. And yes, we love being in person, but God has the power this morning to get right through that screen and shake your soul because he's near. Do you believe that? When you, when you sing or you listen to these songs, when we're praying, when you're listening to the message, do you believe that God is near and the power that shook the mountains is right here and is speaking to you and has the power to shake your soul today? Man, if you get nothing else out of today, that's what I want you to get out of. God is near with the power to shake your soul. Will you recognize him? Will you see him? Will you know that he speaks to you? He's speaking to us today. You guys, let us worship God this morning. Let's worship God together. Let's spend time knowing that he is right here with us with the power to shake our souls. Father, we pray that this would be a beautiful morning. Um, a day that we get to celebrate your power, no matter what's happening in our lives, the unknown, the uncertainty, whatever it is, God, we pray that we would recognize your power, that you are near, you have drawn near to us. Shake our souls this morning. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Let's worship that living God. 
Well, all right, Ascent, listen, I am in the toy shop right now. I got bikes over here. I got the tree behind me. Bill has a lot to say, but I had to interrupt because I have an important message too. And no, it's not my hair, okay? But sit tight, I'll tell you more about that next week. Today, the main important message right now is the city. We're blessing the city with this toy shop. You've probably been a part, maybe you haven't, but let me fill you in on the two biggest things that's taking place. We're blessing the city like crazy, and yes, even in the middle of a pandemic, but the joy and the hope and the love of Christ will continue, and we believe that will happen at Ascent through this toy shop. So here's the thing, number one is gonna be the volunteers. This is gonna be a very, very, very COVID-friendly toy shop because we take it very seriously. But you've been sitting at home, you've been wondering, how do I be a part? How do I get involved? How do I get close to this Christmas story? Well, let me tell you, you have the opportunity to be a part of that. You can go to our website to see how you can do that. But being a part of blessing the people that are in such need during a season like this, it can be anything from wrapping toys. It could be anything from checking people in. It could be the curbside pickup. There are so many options. Choose a slot on the website so that you can be a part of that. We need all the people that we can get, and this is one of the main ways I can guarantee you can be the hands and feet of Jesus in this season. I don't know about you, but I've been wanting to figure out how it looks to physically be a part of something. Also, not only the volunteer piece, but the gift piece. That's also gonna be on our website. We need more and more gifts. And I think that's gonna be one of the things that we are going to need from you, okay? So when it comes to the gifts, that can be delivered. If you're at home and you're wondering, maybe I don't wanna you know, make sure I'm COVID friendly and all, all those things, we get that. So you can go on the website and you can actually go on the registry at Amazon, send it to the church. We'll do all the work on our end. Or if you wanna do a drop off, that information's on the website as well. But we will need that. So when you're shopping and going down Costco or if you're in Safeway, whatever that looks like, don't forget to think about Ascent, all right? So when it comes to volunteers and when it comes to gifts, this is how you can be a part of all the things that's happened here as we bless this city and for, especially for those who are in need. Now, before we get back to Bill, there's also gonna be a financial need. And this season, I know many people are considering where their financial gifts are going and what that looks like. We pray as you consider giving, as you begin to think about giving to God, that happens through the local church. So I encourage you to think about where your end of the year giving is going, and I hope that you consider a cent. Yes, we are just like every other single church in the world right now as it relates to feeling the financial pains, but we're hopeful and we still believe that Jesus is on the move and we get to be a part of that. So I pray that you consider doing that. That's also found on the website. I can't wait to find or talk to you a little bit more about what's happening here at Ascent. But for now, I believe Bill has some more to say. Go check it out and I'll be back. All right, you guys, man, I, I can't tell you how pumped I am about the Christmas shop that it's about to start. That, that is so close to my heart and so close to the heart of Ascent because we so want to lead with, uh, with no strings attached generosity. And that's what that, that, the, the whole Christmas shop is, man. I just, we just want to represent Jesus as much as we can and give as much as we can. And it is a beautiful, beautiful experience for all of us to get to see that. Thank you for all of you that have already been given and continue to give right now because we got to make that shop happen, you guys. All right, you guys, in this season right now, man, I just, I, 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 I've been thinking a lot about Mary. I've been thinking a lot about Jesus' mom. I, I, 
I've told you guys before that I've put the decorations up in my house and I and I've and and we have this enormous tree, 12-foot tree that that we put all the ornaments that my parents have given me through all the years. Every single year my parents give me and our kids ornaments that represent that year of our life. And I sit down on the stairwell of our house and I just at night and I look at that Christmas tree and I look at all it's it's my life depicted on that Christmas tree. And I and I just look at each part of my life and I'm thinking to myself, man, those are all such such beautiful stories. Even the hard parts in some of the things that's depicted on that tree. I just look at them and I go, it's all part of this great story. And in the heart of that story, I've just known God was near. God was with us all the way through in all of those stories through all the years of me and Jackie and the 27 years of our marriage and our four kids and and all of it. God's been near. But what's interesting for me is that it's so much easier for me to look back at seeing God is near to, than to recognize that God is near today. To recognize in the middle of the chaos and the unknown, and the uncertainty of today, it's so much harder for me to see, it's for, for any of us to see that God is actually present and God is near. Well, that's why I gravitate to Mary. Because if there was anybody that understood in the middle of the unknown and the uncertainty that God was right there, it was Mary. Let's look at a little bit of her life. Let's look back at it and let's learn something from it, an unexpected gift that we could receive from it. Look at this. It says this, The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. You guys, other translations say that she was deeply troubled by those words. And and that definition of deeply troubled was, was stirred to the point of shaking. Now, I know a lot of us in this season have been stirred to the point of shaking. I was talking to my daughter, Maggie, about this. She's, she's, she's my college-age daughter, and she said, I feel like I'm living Groundhog's Day over and over again. Same thing. Wake up to the same thing. Go to bed to the same thing. Same thing every single day, and no way to change that. And she's being stirred on the inside to the point of shaking. There's lots of us that are being stirred to the point of shaking. Nurses are being stirred to the point of shaking. Uh, Teachers, principals trying to figure out COVID. Uh, Us in the church, any of you, any of us with the economy, we're all stirred to the point of shaking. But this is a different stir to the point of shaking. When this angel came to Mary, what 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 she was stirred by was, was she knew. She could look back and she knew Moses was terrified terrified at God's voice. Remember, that's what I read to begin with this morning. Moses was terrified. And so when we look at Mary, she's now going, wait, this angel is talking to me. God is talking to me. This is the God that shakes the mountains when he is present. And he's talking to me right now. She's terrified. And it says this, it says, the angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you'll name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There will be no end. 
I'm going to be talking about this, actually. I'm going to talk about the name Jesus on Christmas Eve. I'm going to talk about how, how, how that name is a, is a simple name, but it has such a profound and powerful, it's a powerful name as well. But listen, Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? And the, and the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Now, you guys, I got to stop there for a second because he's saying the, 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 the power of the Most High will overshadow you. You guys, that word overshadow is also seen in, in it's, a, it's a Hebrew word that's seen in, in Exodus. And that, oh, that word overshadow is, is, is the cloud, it referred to the cloud that overshadowed the tabernacle that they believed God was in, in the tabernacle as they wandered through the wilderness. As the people of Israel wandered through the wilderness, the power of God was seen through that cloud over that tabernacle. And that's what overshadowed the tabernacle. And so what that angel is saying to Mary is, look, I know this sounds weird. I know this sounds impossible. I know this sounds strange, but God will overshadow you. God will be right there with you. God will be near as you go through this. Well, it says there, he said that the angel finished. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the son of God. And later he says, for nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible with God. The power of God has come near. And then Mary says this beautiful line. She says, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. See, in the midst of the craziness, in the midst of the unknown, in the midst of the uncertainty, Mary said, I see it. I'm terrified, but you're here. Your power is here. You overshadow me and I'm, I'm your servant and I'm ready to go. You guys, what I find so inspiring about Mary is when I hear that and I say, okay, in the uncertainty, in the unknown, am I going to trust in the power of God and the nearness of God in those situations? Here's what happens with me and maybe with you too. It's easy for us to look at, at a situation right in front of us and say, okay, I'm going to trust in you with this unknown and this uncertainty so long as in two months it's been fixed. So long as in two weeks, I've got an answer. So long as in, 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 a, in a short amount of time, uh, that will be resolved and I can move forward and see, I trusted you, Lord. But how much harder is it to trust that God's present and trust that God is near and trust that God is powerful when the situation does not change and it continues to go on and on? That's been the challenge for us in the midst of COVID. And the challenge in the midst of all of this stuff that's been happening since March has been that it, is, it hasn't changed. And it's only in, in some ways it's gotten worse. And we don't know when it's going to be done. We don't know how long this is going to last. And in that unknown, in that uncertainty, how much harder is it to trust in a God who's saying, I'm near and I'm with you. See, Mary, Mary not only trusted him in that moment, but when you look at Mary's entire life, it was always around unknown and uncertainty and a trust in a God that was near. Think about that. In the moment that the angel told her that you're gonna, you're, you're, you're gonna conceive and have a baby that is born of God and that, that that's gonna be the son of God, unknown and uncertainty began. 
She was betrothed to Joseph. She was in her teenage years. And Joseph, Joseph, uh, a betrothal lasted a year. If anything happened during that betrothal time, if, if someone was, was, if the infidelity happened or something happened, you could divorce somebody during that or you needed to divorce somebody in the midst of that betrothal time. You actually betro- divorced from the betrothal. And that's when, when Mary came to Joseph pregnant, Joseph said, I'm going to have to divorce her, but I'm going to try to do it quietly. Because remember, that's, that's what the law said. But here's what Mary knew. The law also said that you could stone a person to death because of that divorce. You talk about uncertainty unknown. There was uncertainty and unknown there. There was uncertainty and unknown when she continued on and had that baby in Bethlehem in a cave or in a, or in a back of a house or in a barn or wherever it was. The uncertainty and unknown of that moment. Then she had to pile back up on a donkey and get out of Bethlehem because Herod was coming in to kill every kid under the age of two because he heard that the king of kings was born in Bethlehem. It was the massacre of the innocents is what it was called. And and Herod killed all those kids and Mary and Joseph fled to Egypt. You talk about unknown. You talk about, about uncertain. Mary's in the heart of that. And Mary starts raising her son Jesus. At some point in there, theologians believe that Joseph probably died in there. Now, keep in mind, at this point, from a teenager to when Jesus started his ministry, Mary grew to about 45 years old or so is what we can guess. And so in those years, she, she, she probably lost her husband to death. She's, she's raising the Son of God. She doesn't know what that means. Jesus starts his ministry in Cana. The first miracle was changing water into wine in Cana. Mary was there. In fact, Mary's the one that told him, Jesus, um, the, the, the guy, the, the, the host of this, this wedding ran out of wine. What are we going to do? Man, I know exactly what that feels like. When my daughter got married last summer, which seems like years ago, we ran out of beer. Everyone drank all the beer. We ran out of beer. And it's like, what am I going to do now? And I thought, well, I mean, I, I can't change water into wine, but I can't, can I change water into a, a, a Coors Light? Maybe I can in, in my place, but I couldn't and I, it didn't. And so we just ran out of beer for, for the people that were at the wedding. But in this moment, she's saying to Jesus, you've got to do this. And Jesus did. But what he said to her was, he says, woman, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. You talk about uncertainty. You talk about unknown. That's Mary raising the son of God. And even at his death, even at his death on the cross, Mary was right there. In fact, I read read this. It says, on Golgotha, Mary chose to remain to the end and witness the suffering of her son until his death. She was not under arrest and could have walked away. She knew she could not change what was happening before her by arguing with the soldiers or pleading with the high priests. The only decision she was free to make was to choose to remain and to enter into Jesus' suffering. See, in the midst of the unknown and in the midst of the uncertainty, Mary still clung to Jesus and knew that he was with her and knew that he stayed near she knew and recognized the power that shook the mountains was right there with her. We see that in the prayer that she prayed at the very beginning, right when the angel Gabriel had given her this message of what's going to happen in her life. Her prayer is, is it, it, listen to the power of God in this. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. 
for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one, that powerful one that has moved the mountains, has done great things for me. And holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. And he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud to their thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their, th- from their thrones and lifted up the lowly and he's filled the hungry with good things. He sent the rich away empty and has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promises he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And this is when Mary can conclude, I am the Lord's servant. I know you are near. Can we say that? Can you and I say that in the middle of the unknown, the uncertainty, the chaos of our life today? Can we conclude, I am your servant and I know that you are near. You guys, many of you have asked me how I'm doing in the midst of the transition, the news that Jim is, is, is taking on a new call and is, is, gonna go, and is gonna go work for Stadia and plant churches all around the world. Many of you have asked me how I'm doing in the midst of that transition. And I, and I so appreciate that question. I so appreciate the prayers for me and for Jackie and for the kids. Um, I, I have to admit, it has been an extremely challenging time and I, it would have been challenging even if Jim were to, to, to stay. This is just a really challenging time for us as a church. It's a challenging time for all churches. I'm finding myself burning the candle at both ends. It's harder for me to, to be home and engage with my kids right now because there's just a lot, a lot on my plate right now. It is a significant challenge. In fact, I came home one day from, from just another exhausting day at work trying to figure it all out. And, and Maggie, my daughter, she said, Dad, you need to just sit and just get some time to have some peace. And I said, you're right, I do. And she goes, here's what I want to do. I'm going to, I'm going to show you, uh, 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 it's called, what is it called? It's called um, Zenimation. And it's a D- Disney thing on Disney Plus of, of just a chance to sit and watch some of the Disney movies to the, to, and to have nice, peaceful music with it. And so she said, why don't you try that, Dad? And I said, all right, I'll try that. Why not? I'll try that. So I sat down and she played it to me, played it for me for three minutes. I'm going to do this for you guys. I'm going to play it for 30 seconds. I'm going to say in the midst of your uncertainty, in the midst of your unknown, here's 30 seconds, 30 seconds that you can just sit back and just enjoy the peace of Zenimation. And this is going to fix it all. It'll fix it all. Give it a chance. Here you go. 30 seconds. Go. Right. Did it work? Did it work? Are you feeling all nice and peaceful right now? It didn't? Yeah, it didn't for me either. And neither does, uh, you know, uh, thinking of a few of my favorite things and then I'm not going to feel so bad. I've tried that too. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens and bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens and brown paper packages tied up with strings. And those are a few of my favorite things. And when the dog bites and when the bee stings and when I'm feeling sad, I'm going to simply remember a few of my favorite things and then I'm not going to feel so bad. Impressive, right? 
You know, that, that's coming, you know where that's coming from? That's coming from church, going to church when I was a kid, listening to the eight track tape of The Sound of Music every single Sunday. That's what I remember from my childhood going to church, all right? But, but look, you can think all those things, we could do all that stuff. Does it really help in the midst of the unknown, in the midst of the uncertainty of our life? What do we need to do? We need to look at the voice and listen to the voice of peace that comes through a God that is near. That has been difficult for me. I have been looking at, at what's been going on around here at the church. The, 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 we have financial struggles that we're facing right now, as do all churches. We're in the midst of, the, of an economy that's struggling. And so we're financially, we're, there's a struggle. We have three different barrels where our finances come out of, and it's the, the barrel of personnel, and it's the barrel of, of our mortgage and in the, in in the building. And there's the barrel of all we want to do to bless our community and, and, our, and our programs and all of that. And we know we have to look at all three barrels right now in the midst of the financial situation we're in. I know the challenges that we face with just the transition with Jim and the number of things that are on my plate. I know the challenges that we face as a church because we just aren't meeting in person and we just want so desperately to meet in person and things change every single day with the Boulder County Health Department on what we can and can't do. And, and so we know that there's some massive challenge, massive challenges around the church. And here's for me, the struggle that I face isn't as much with those external challenges, as the internal challenge, the, the voices in my head. I'll hear from one person that says, oh, I don't know if I can trust Bill and his leadership now that Jim is, is gone. And I'll hear that voice and I'll just go, you know, maybe can, can I lead or can I lead through this? I'll hear that voice and that voice will dominate. And so when I hear that voice, the voice that I can't hear is the voice that, that, that looked at a raging sea and said, peace, be still. That's the voice that's hard to hear. Well, there's times where I'm, I'm, I just, I recognize that God is near and I can walk with confidence. And there's days that the unknown and the uncertainty get the best of me and I hear the inner voices. On one of those days, one morning, I woke up and I got this text message from a friend of, our, friend of mine. It's, it's, Chris, it's Chris Sturgeon's wife, Lindsay. She wrote this. She said, good morning, Bill. Just wanted you to know that I am in such prayer for ascent praying you and all of us feel very strongly God's real nearness. Man, if those weren't words that I needed to be reminded of, it was such perfect timing. My response to Lindsay was, thank you, Lindsay. I think these will be times we look back on and reflect how near God is, even if we couldn't fully see it. So appreciate your prayers. We need to be reminded of God's nearness. And you know what? Mary was always constantly reminded of the power, the power of God through his nearness. Even when the uncertainty, even when the unknown didn't change, she continued to be reminded of the power of God through that and because of his nearness. I think that early on, it was probably because she just saw him every day and go, this is the son of God. But then especially when he started his ministry, she got to hear him. She got to listen to the words that he would share when he said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. She hears those words and say, God is coming near. She's hearing the words from Luke 10, the kingdom of God has come near to you. And she knows that Jesus has introduced the kingdom of God to us and it's coming near to us. She hears those words. I love John 15, four. I love it because it's a word that I don't use very often, but it's so powerful. Abide in me as I abide in you. 
And Jesus is talking about the branch and the vine and the branches and how that branch is right there attached to that vine. And when we're attached to that vine, he abides in us. God and the power of God that shook the mountains, that power of God is right there. And he, as we abide in him, Mary, what did she think about when she heard those things? When she heard them, she's going, man, I'll stick with him because he's my son, but he sticks with me. He stays close to me. I stand at the door and knock. And if you answer it, I'll come in and basically it says, and have supper with you. I stand at the door and knock. The power that shook the mountain stands at the door and knocks and says, I'm right here. Answer the door. When Jesus was leaving this earth and Mary was right there to hear it and he's leaving this earth and he's saying, and he ascends into heaven. He says, now go and baptize people in, in, in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey all that I've commanded you and know that I'm going to be with you always to the very ends of the age. I will never be apart from you. I will always be near you. Will you trust in my power that I will be near you no matter what's happening? That's where the writer of Hebrews writes, writes that, that, that I will never leave you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You guys, that word forsake is a really cool Greek word. It's Athino. If you need, if you want to know a Greek word, memorize that one, Athino. That word Athino means, means desert, abandon, give up, quit, or drop out. And Jesus is saying this, I will never leave you nor desert you. I will never leave you nor abandon you. I will never leave you nor give up on you or quit you or drop out. I will never leave you. The power of the burning bush, the power of a God that shakes the mountains, the power of a God that terrifies Moses when he saw him in the Old Testament has come to us with a proclamation of grace that says, I will never, never, never leave you. When you feel like quitting, when you feel like the unknown and the uncertainty and you're just going, man, I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to quit on this online learning for my kid and it's driving me crazy and I don't know what to do and you're ready to quit, Jesus is saying, I will never, never quit you. When you're ready to just leave it all and just going, you know what, I'm done with this marriage or I'm done with this job or I'm done with this COVID stuff. And Jesus is saying to him, I will never drop out. I will never give up on you. My power will always be right next to you. You guys, hear those words. That's the words that Mary was so inspired by throughout her life. And Jesus saying, man, I will not quit you. Even if your circumstances aren't changing, I am not quitting you. I mean, Mary knows that's true. She looks back at all the stuff that happened in the Old Testament and she knows that when, when Noah was on, it was, when Noah was dealing with the flood, God didn't stop the, God didn't stop the flood from happening. God met Noah in the midst of the flood. God didn't stop the fiery furnace from happening in, from, for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He met Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. God didn't stop the lion's den from happening. God met Daniel in the lion's den. And he said, I'm here and my power is here. I am near and do you recognize that? 
There'll be some times, there'll be some times that he'll save us from those things. There'll be some times he'll walk us through those things. And sometimes we'll just be sitting, we'll have to sit in his loving arms. But every single time in the middle of the chaos and the confusion, he will say, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you. I'll never quit on you. I will be with you always to the ends of the age. Will you recognize my power that right there. Do you feel the nearness of God in your fiery furnace? Do you feel the nearness of God in your lion's den? Do you feel the nearness of God in the storm? In the storm that you're facing right now, do you feel the power and the nearness of God in your chaos? Mary continues to remind us that he's there at all times. What did Mary do? Man, she said yes to the purpose of God knows that God's got a purpose in the middle of all the stuff that's happening, the unknown and the uncertainty. She said yes to the purpose, said, I am your servant. I was just with the other day, I was with, uh, with Vic and Mogulis. And many of you know Vic. Vic is, is someone in our church that is struggling through ALS. And in the midst of this struggle with ALS, he says to me, Bill, I just got to daily recognize God's purpose in the midst of all that's going on. Man, Mary saw that too. And she goes, I'm gonna be your servant because I recognize your purpose. Mary recognized the impossible, the impossible and said, the power of God that shook the mountains is there with me in the impossible. And what you see is impossible. God is right there with me. And then Mary, then Mary recognized and said yes to the plan of God. In the unknown, in the uncertainty, God is near. And because of that, it gives me peace. You guys, do you recognize the purpose, the impossibility, the plan? Do you recognize the power of God? Do you recognize that He's walking with you? Do you recognize He is nearer than you think? We're gonna sing another couple of songs and and be done for the day. But before we do, I wanna give you guys a chance. I'm gonna give you just something to do. I want to, I wanna give you just a little bit of time right here for you to spend with God. I just wanna slow you down enough right now for you to be able to recognize God is near. I want you to be honest with God. I want you to spend this time in, in, in this prayer, this time of prayer. I want you to spend this time and just admit, God, I don't see you. God, I do need you. But God, I know you will never quit on me and you are here. So let's spend some time in prayer together, recognizing God is near.
What a powerful morning this has been. Listen, Bill mentioned something last week and I'm gonna mention it again this week. We're gonna be having an amazing Christmas Eve service. Yes, you heard it, a Christmas Eve service in our parking lot. We're gonna have it decked out. We're gonna have something special out there, but make sure that you make room to come on by to see what's happening with this Christmas story in the parking lot. The times are gonna be on your screen. Check those times out. I know we all got schedules, but a Christmas Eve service, we're making it really, really special this year. 
Also, not only will we have the parking lot option, we will have the virtual experience option as well. And we are putting a ton of effort and energy into both of those things. So make sure you check that out. And if you don't remember anything else, make sure you remember that the power of Christ when he comes near is something special and something to hold on to. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And don't you ever forget that. Have a blessed week. I'll see you next time.